that I don't like going into. Huh? <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Hey. Amazing and mysterious, and I'm sorry that we're doing weird. Oh no, we're not doing weird. What everyone does when they play football. Yeah, I, I don't realize how gentle I am. This is Christopher Cardenbekus, and I'm your host of Paper Cuts. I am here over the phone with Jennifer Lillis, who is joining us from Virginia, and Stephen Gravinsky, who's joining us from a quiet room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, also to put a timestamp on this, we're uh, recording this on April 14th, so we're all in week 100 of quarantine. <laughs> And trying to figure out what this new uh, coronavirus world is. Um, so, Stephen, thank you for taking some time out to talk with us and to give us an update on what you're oh, working yeah, on. Absolutely. It's also like a nice chance to keep from going feral because I don't really talk a lot. <laughs> uh, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that we could have like, give you a little audio window into the into the outside world yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> but Stephen, you're doing a lot all the time like you have uh printmaking practice you have a zine practice you have photography practice i know that you've been working on some things for some upcoming exhibits that have been put on pause yeah i was uh, gonna have this can like, you tell us uh, yeah i was supposed to have this like three show april i was gonna feel it's gonna feel really uh proud <laughs> yeah revenge month <laughs> but um all of those shows have been uh, postponed um which is i don't know not the not the best but also kind of okay for the one um since i really didn't do a lot uh for it yet for better <laughs> for better or worse i have this like oh i have to make something brand new every single time at all times um sort of thing for a show i don't know <laughs> so, yeah no I, I understand that but um i have been zining a lot um i pretty much have just um i'm really bad at i think a lot of people are just like going to the store and like buying buying stuff that they're gonna use later because <laughs> somehow it feels <laughs> yeah. like doing work um when it you know isn't so <laughs> i'm just like finally <laughs> been making myself scan all those freaky magazines I had to buy this one time or use all of the like I'm my like goal is to just like use up all the blank paper in my house um, oh great so I'm like slowly doing that <laughs> um, <laughs> which is I don't know I'm like it's like good to actually like have this like little bound not boundary but it's like a little a little prompt or something that's like keeping me sort of busy like oh i gotta let <laughs> use all this junk yeah it, this whole situation has opened up a really interesting and strange time period to be digging into whatever little piles of hoarder stuff we all have as artists <laughs> to try to make something happen yeah absolutely uh, oh sorry <laughs> Well, what are some of the magazines you're working through and mining for material? Um, so the most recent, um, I've also just been using my like junky laser printer, like black and white. Like I've really been enjoying that. Um, yeah. But I shouldn't say uh, just because it's like using literally what I have. I don't know. It's like I'm not trying to go out anywhere or get anyone involved in anything. It's like. <laughs> 
it's like I'm making weird meals that are just like leftover from what I have in the house. It's sort of like, but um, so <laughs> right now I'm like going through more of these like design manuals I have, um, and then I have all these like wallpaper rolls of wallpaper that I'm like slicing up that I can like I'm like printing on and cutting out of, um. So, um, just so I can understand, are you running the wallpaper rolls through your laser printer? Um, no. Um, not okay. yet. <laughs> I'm really good at, like, um, breaking things. Because I'm always, I love doing, I used to love to do stuff like that and just, like, break everything. I'm, like, on my fourth print ad. Um, for, like, the printer that I didn't know that you could, like, even replace parts in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love just like throwing weird like placemats and stuff into printers. Um, yeah, but no, this I'm just sort of like die cutting out like little things for covers and stuff like that. Um, I have this like really weird like drape making book that's like um, it's those like insane drapes that like look like they only that like um. They're incredibly frilly and like there's no way that they don't aren't like filled with dust and like give you instant asthma. Like they're that like pleated and covered in like, <laughs> bows and like ribbons and roses made out of ribbons. <laughs> it yeah, takes like yeah. six hundred steps to make them apparently and just like looking through that and all of them are like shot so weirdly. Um just like close-ups of like wrinkly hands with like acrylic nails, like sewing like a seashell out wow. of pleated like denim for kitchen drapes. <laughs> that's sort of like right. That's like the absolute like most recent thing I've done. Like I haven't even like folded it yet, but it exists. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like, how are you collecting these magazines? Um, so some of them, pretty much just thrifting. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work next to a really good thrift store. Um, I go like good to the point that I'll just like not eat and go there on my lunch break and like buy horrible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then like they have chips there, so I'm like, I guess I'll just eat these like onion chips instead of a nutritious meal so I could buy like freaky fabric and books and things. Uh. <laughs> That's great. You can energize while you gather more materials to work yeah. on. And it's also like, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at work anyway. Like I'm kind of going to be kind of miserable here. So like I can be miserable. Like being full isn't going to make me want to be here anymore. Um, just <laughs> an interestingly <laughs> unhealthy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I'm, um, like, if you need someone to enable any of your bullshit, like I will help you. Like, I, help, <laughs> I can help you rationalize any horrible situation. <laughs> um, so like talking about the, the magazines and these patterns, like. A lot of the work that I saw when I came to visit your studio in Pittsburgh over the summer, you were working a lot with uh, pattern cloth and just like different patterns in your in your printmaking process. Um, can you talk a little bit about what draws you to the patterns that you're attracted to sure. and how you're using them? Um, I like how there's sort of a um, continuity with them. Um, so they'll be like, some sort of brocaded fabric that you can get at like Walmart now is some sort of like 5,000 times recycled print from like the Victorian Albert Museum that was like in the Sunkins house <laughs> or something. And sort of just like how this stuff like filters down and out and through. Um, mm -hmm. And this sort of, so like in one way it's like, I don't know, it's kind of empowering to me actually is sort of like, seeing these remnants of like this aesthetic like regime sort of like how do you call it 
it's sort of just like, haha, you're dead. We have your stuff now. Um, <laughs> I don't even know exactly what to yeah. uh, more to say about that. Like, like right. this instant, mm-hmm. but it's just sort of like that filter down. Um, also, just this idea of like, I don't know. I grew up in this like really Spartan, sparse, like, no, like everything was white kind of house. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it's just sort of like really fun and sumptuous to have this sort of junk. Like I'm just like really drawn to this like disgusting seashell print, or like what is going yeah. on with the like what do you call it? the uh, lighthouse themed bathroom? <laughs> There's like a, a real charm to it um, that I'm trying to really sort of figure out. Just this sort of like middle classness um yeah domesticity situation um <laughs> and one of the other things that was really interesting about going to your studio is you were using some of this pattern fabric and also printing on top of it yeah um and i was really fascinated with that process because i mean part of the part of it is like the machine that you're using but also just like the imagery that you are printing on top of the patterns to interact with that. Um, so if, uh, unfortunately we don't have, this is not a video, so we need to, I'm going to have to ask you to describe some of the imagery that you've been working on and, and what this machine is that you've been uh, utilizing. Yeah. So I think that that could also sort of like tie back into like, okay, I'm trying to just use up everything in my house. Yeah. Yeah, um, is that I do really like to, I don't really like, like, if I can help it, I like to sort of like, um, not necessarily start with a blank page, like just sort of like in a recycling sense. Um, so like a lot of these fabrics that I get are polyester and I can do this dye sublimation process on top of them, um, which is something mm-hmm. I do have been tr- trying um, even before I really knew how to do that, um, just because I love to layer. I like the idea that we sort of have that um, sort of comes from like traditional darkroom photography that we have this um, like light sensitive image or a piece of paper that can sort of like absorb as much information as you give it. But if you give it too much, it just becomes like a black sheet. Um, and that's just yeah. sort of that metaphorically um, printmaking wise is sort of more interesting to me because I can throw a lot more information onto a, um, onto a picture plane. Um, and that's sort of why I love these uh, using wallpaper and then sort of drawing and throwing that on. And I can dive suddenly onto wallpaper. Um, a lot of my favorite though is just pillowcases. It's like a very good size once you cut them in half. Or, like, you cut them into one sheet, and it's, like, a very good size. Um, yeah. And I've just sort of been layering. Um, they're always, like, insanely floral. And what's great, too, is, like, the dye sublimation is so hot. It, like, reactivates, like, whatever weird stains were in the fabric that you thought didn't exist. Like, so whatever mm-hmm. freaky chemicals are inside of human sweat. Oh, can reappear a little bit. Like, it's not as spooky as the, like, black light in a motel room, but it's, like, a little, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, on that way. I like to sort of think of it a little more um, sweetly, but it's just sort of like, oh, here's where this person was once. Um, as opposed yeah. to like, oh, this is a crime scene. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um, I work a lot sort of archivally, um, whether it's not necessarily like, what am I trying to say? So half of my like archive is just like this sort of like queer, well, calling it queer is maybe not, it's definitely just like cis, like cis gay dudes. Um, <laughs> sort of thing like um either i found them at this bathhouse or just sort of like other places um yeah so i sort of like using those images on top of these domestic images um just sort of this like combination of uh desires um and by that i just mean like here are these images 
that sort of teach us what to teach us what to desire, inform us um, about how we should desire, and then like what sort of bodies or spaces are worth desiring. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I so that's yeah. kind of like where this like mesh comes in of like throwing all of this stuff together. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many interesting things you just said throughout all that. And one of the things I really loved about being in your studio when I came to visit was how uh, active that space was, that your your studio space and how it really did seem like you had so many projects that were placed in different ways to be accruing that information or to be absorbing the information that you're putting out, like leaving cyanotypes out for a few days just to expose them. Um, and all these scenes are either taken from magazines or uh, photographs of interior spaces that were also desirable. Um, so it's nice to, at least for me, to be able to hear you articulating so much of how it felt to be in the studio and watching this space just kind of uh, suck in all this information. Um, but also like your the interior space that we were in and your studio spaces is, is in this like beautiful old house in Pittsburgh. Do you does the city or does that environment affect the work that you're producing at all? I think so, because like, even like a lot of the stuff, um, I don't think I'd be able to find it other places. Because um, mm -hmm. something that I like thrifting like here it's even better in Ohio but like there's a notion of um there's not like a kitsch involved with these things that I can like find or that are discarded there's like um an impulse to like modernize where these sort of things are like it's almost seems like oh this is what's holding me back like this is this like old thing I need to get the new thing um where like if yeah. this was like at the thrift in New York, it would be like $75 because it has like, there's like a different <laughs> view of like that um, sort of like vintageness. Um, and I'm just sort of like also like where I live is just like this spooky little cliff with like a thousand little row houses on them that have never really yeah. um, had. Um, I don't know. It's just like always been like tenement um boarding house like steel mill scenario like so there's just been like so many constant um like updates if that makes sense that are sort of like really fast um yeah which i think is like also why i have so much wallpaper and why i'm so interested in wallpaper is like um as i like have been going like i peek i like bop around in abandoned houses a little bit i think like every like photo boy has a moment where they're like i'm gonna be the like go into the house and take pictures boy um, <laughs> and so like I was doing that and then I was like oh they're, I, they're gonna tear this house down so I'm gonna like swipe all of this wallpaper like I was trying to take pictures of this like four-story staircase that just had like all of this like sheets of like wallpaper falling off but not like as off of a roll but like literally just like it looked like um you ever seen like the shale wall like a shale cliff it's just like all those like oh yeah little flakes and so i don't know i like swiped all of those and just like hundreds and hundreds of layers of wallpaper like it's just so dusty and dirty like and wallpaper used to be so cheap that people would just like put some up like every like two years because i know like we think of it as like oh this is going to be up for a long time because it's like such a shit show to put up uh, but i don't know yeah. like everybody was just like are like okay i'm just gonna put like layers of newspaper on top of this and then like a whole other like wallpaper pattern and then we're gonna do that again and again and again and again and again and it's just like over 100 years you have like a really thick um build up but i don't know like that's sort of what really got me interested like got me thinking more and more about patterns is it's just thinking about how like short-lived a lot of them are um and the yeah. same idea of like instant beautification um instant like it's like if you have all of that going on like you can't there's something really um what am i trying to say there's some walter benjamin or however you pronounce his name because whatever i say is always like someone says it differently 
Um, <laughs> but he has this, um, he talks about his like grandma grew up in this like, or like lived in this like gorgeous apartment. They would always go and visit it. Um, and that's where like, all of her like sisters and stuff would sort of like come to die and like but no one ever really talked about like oh that like 99 year old lady isn't here anymore um because this like place was like yeah built so beautifully and it was always so clean that like you have like what am i trying to say and there are like so many different pieces of family history there it was like um there was no room for death like literally it was like designed out of it like, it was just sort of like, oh, everyone um, just sort of has their, like, contribution to this, like, sort of very orderly, like, gorgeous space. Um, yeah. And it's not, like, like, there's something, like, sort of eternal about that um, and, like, optimistic um, that I sort of think comes with, like, oh, well, how can we have any, pro- like, everything is fine now. Like, there's stripes on the wall. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, that's definitely elite. But um, <laughs> there's something about that impulse of like, okay, everything is new, everything is is fine. Like, yeah, there's like constant renewal of the environment, yeah. and that also helps to reframe how we're actually seeing ourselves in that space. Maybe. Yeah, because that's the thing too. Like, no one's <laughs> house is ever finished. Like, no one's like, ah, oh, yeah, my house is done. Time to live in it for. 13 years and become a corpse like it's always like oh i gotta do there's so there's something about that that i'm not totally sure it's sort of like eternity yeah it's just a, a forever un- unending project yeah. um can you tell us a little bit about your your history with zine making like when did you get into zines and book production yeah i started making zines um well when i was going to school in philly we had a like our photo professor is like listen assholes i'm gonna tell you have you ever heard of zines <laughs> like pretty much you're like what she's like book like you need to th- like there's so many different ways of segmenting um time because i think a lot of like discourse is like oh photography and cinema oh let's you know which is its own thing um absolutely yeah i'm not trying to sound too rude about it but it's definitely like oh sometimes there's like a lot of one-to-one that can be talked about where it's like oh photography and time like cinema is literally photography time um yeah like oh well, there's also like bookmaking is like its own sort of like um notions of time and space with photography have you and it's like I don't know, that was like a very interesting sort of thing to me. It was also like, she was like trying to help us like, okay, well, when you graduate, like how do you want, like there's like certain things you can do to, you know, like you can't always get a show all the time. How are you gonna be able to like really make people know like how to experience your work um, that isn't just like eight gorgeous prints and mats. Um, so she just sort of like made us all make books a lot of us hated it i was like this is like i can't stop doing <laughs> like it just made so much sense like as like how much you can really be in charge of um so i know everyone yeah. else is just like oh i'm just sending this off to some place and it's like i don't know like i and then like once you realize like how much you can be like in absolute control over every step of the process and like how you print it like so that's what have got me started i just like have not stopped um i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah yeah well like, I, mean, I wanted to ask you that a little bit because you do produce so many zines and you are constantly working and you've also strayed a little bit away from photography as well, like incorporating the, the different patterns, but also some some of your drawings have been popping up in the zines and in your prints as well. Like I'm looking at, at units now. Oh yeah, did you get that in the um, which it, um actually I, I'm looking through it on, on your oh. website and I'm excited to get it in the mail soon. <laughs> I never know how fast things are. I wasn't sure if it showed up yet. I'm always nervous. No, not yet. 
I always think when I put something in the mail that they just like tear it in half and throw it out or something. <laughs> 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 Which is not true, but I like happened one time something didn't go in the mail and now I'm like, oh no. Oh no. I don't want to have to fold this again. Like <laughs> <laughs> or does someone think I'm scamming them because they didn't get the, their books? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, but um, um, I think it's really interesting how you're kind of talking a lot about like different aspects of time. So you're talking about kind of like how your professor in your schooling was thinking in terms of like time as a photo the book and cinematography of the thing. You're also talking about time with the way that you're kind of repurposing old objects. And not even just like repurposing them, working on top of them, but then kind of the way you're printing them, you're actually revealing that time with kind of the way you're talking about like the staining of the material, I guess. And again, like I don't really know like what printing process you're talking about, but um, I know that when I was stalking your Instagram earlier, because that's what I do, I stalk people. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really drawn to kind of how you were working with the wallpaper and I was actually like really curious like how that was working because like there is kind of this notion of kind of not just working on a blank surface but kind of responding to the material itself right and so um that's kind of something that I can kind of see a lot in like a lot of the work you're working with especially with like the drawing that you're working with too and so um I'm trying to think of how it turns into a question. <laughs> 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 um, yeah i wonder if that's something you like i mean you're talking about, i wonder if that's something that you're thinking about as you're working through your process well i would say that like um my source material i like have a lot of reverence for it so if i have a chance to like bring it with me if that makes sense like the wallpaper can be mm -hmm. like something that's like oh i'm gonna trace these like goofy motifs um and maybe throw them on top of something else but if there's like a way to like bring it like and make it be the piece too i'm like really all about that um so it's like because there's like things it's like oh there's the shine on it there's this there's also the idea that it was like i have this roll of wallpaper because this was probably the spare that someone bought that never was going to go on a wall ever and there's something like yeah. really sad about that like someone like <laughs> might have sniffed off like five inches of it just to like finish the room and then this was just like next to someone's water heater um instead of like bringing <laughs> joy um there's also something kind of like not perverted but like it's like oh i can like use this now like i can scrub on like i can actually like write with crayons on the wallpaper now uh, sort of like sacred, <laughs> and not getting yeah, like this little yeah. sacred <laughs> object that you like. Don't push the chair into the wallpaper. Don't do this to the wallpaper. Um, I can sort of like mess with. Um, I do also love that, like both the reverence for the source material, but also the uh, push against treating it too preciously, and. A lot of what you're talking about does reveal that archival impulse, like being able to collect all this information and show it as it is, but then also show it again as it can change in relationship to some of the, the other material you're bringing into contact with it. And I also... And that's... Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, the last thing I'll say about that is that, that that is another way to reveal time, right? Like just how things change in relationship to other things. But go ahead. I, was, I, I just I, say that like... Something else about that is just like there are these objects that um, maybe don't have as much of their context anymore that are still sort of like mm -hmm. saying something. Um, what am I trying to say? They're saying things that maybe we aren't going to understand, but they're not necessarily trying to talk to us mm -hmm. anyway, um, which I guess yeah. is giving like these objects a lot more power than maybe they, I don't know. I'm like speaking, I'm getting witchy, but <laughs> <laughs> we're totally into it. It's like, they yeah, are, totally. Like, they're not speaking our language, but they're still like something like they're not from our time, but I don't know. There's something sort of interesting yeah. to me that like, but... yeah, they're carrying information with them that we don't, don't necessarily know how to 
read or how to access, yeah. even if you do put it into a dye sublimation printing process that can pull up some traces of history, but not not everything. Yeah. And I sort of like that sort of like silence that they could have. So there's the aspect of, of like books in time, but I feel like the other part about books is that they are also spaces that you're inhabiting. Um, and since you are so drawn to the, these different interior spaces, uh, that is like the book form is another way to really interact with that or to navigate that. Yeah. And I've just been like trying to experimenting more with like, not necessarily cases or anything like that, but just sort of like, this is like the wall of like, how do I like, mm -hmm. how do you like, well, how are you welcomed into this sort of like book, if that makes sense? Like, giving it more object than, um, than I have been. Yeah. Uh, so how do you welcome people into a book? Because actually, I talk about this with my students all the time. <laughs> it's like one of, one of one of my things is talking about books as spaces and trying to like create these entry points. So how how are you thinking about that now? Um, I think I'm trying to get a lot more like textural. Um, I'm trying to think a lot more about covers. Um, mm -hmm. something I like, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but something I like thinking about is that, um, there's not necessarily a first page, um, to a book because someone can, mm -hmm. which is something I like too, is like, if you have like a film, it's like, here's this opening shot. Um, yeah. a book you can just like open up literally whenever you want. Um, at any time and you can go backwards and it's fine and you can go forwards and it's fine um because i don't know i like very like immersive full bleed scenarios um a lot of the time um yeah and just sort of um what else am i trying to say it was also interesting to think about like, yeah the viewer does have full control over that object um and earlier you were talking about the uh, the ability to control everything about the printing process was also something that you were attracted to as a young bookmaker and zine maker. Um, so what is it like for you to be knowingly like giving up certain amount of control about from that object to your audience? Um, I guess it's just sort of the idea that it's, um, not mine anymore yeah. um, and sort of also trusting these images um, and also knowing that a reader needs to sort of get what they want out of it. Um, so it's sort of like that freedom. You can go to like the third spread and the fifth spread and you can skip this and you can skip that. Um, that also sort of gives a reader a lot of control. Um, Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I'm gonna, I gotta, just so people know, like, my books don't really have any words in them or anything. So this is like why I'm speaking <laughs> about it this way. Um, cause I know that, like, um, you know, like you can't just totally do that with a, a novel or something. You would do that with like a book of poems or something. But, so that's sort yeah. of like why I'm saying, oh, you can just skip around wherever you crave. Um, is because it's just sort of like image, like almost exclusively image based. <laughs> Um, so the, the books that are up on your website now, like VHS, FUS units, are these your most recent zines? Yeah. Cool. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about VHS? Yeah. So I see it as like, you crafted a like VHS box for it as well. Yeah. So I made this like little, um, folder. I was never really sure what to do with these, um, it's six different zines. Two of them, they're all like screenshots. Um, I used to like shoot, um, do like a lot of studio photography with boys. And um, mm -hmm. I would also like film it while it was happening because I like found this like VHS camera. I used to work at a pawn shop. So I always got like, um, if something like wouldn't really sell, I could like trick them into like letting me have it's like nobody's gonna <laughs> want to buy this vhs camera on ebay it's gonna cost 
hundreds to ship it you should just give it to me um and it works <laughs> <laughs> um, always sort of like doing these like so like while that whole process was going on like um photographically i also just sort of like be filming what we were doing um and then wound up like screenshotting those or like digitizing those tapes and then i also sort of oh, wow. digitized these um a couple of these tapes that i found at this burned out bathhouse that i'm like always going on and on about <laughs> but yeah. just sort of like how can i like add my own sort of things to this archive um and then i just made yeah so it's each um zine is like a different individual sort of like going through some sort of different gesture um both in the uh found tapes that are very um distorted um since they were in a fire um oh wow and then with my um with my studio tapes because it's very interesting that I don't know, I mean, like a camera always somehow looks like the year it was made. So, like, if you like have a 1991 like, camera, like every picture you take with it, like, looks like 1991, um, no matter what. And that's sort of like something that was going on with this VHS tape. It's just like cameras, just like, oh, I can make like counterfeit, I can like counterfeit documents, um, I can like yeah. make these fake relics. Um, <laughs> And so that's sort of like all set together in this like v little VHS box set. Uh, that's and they're all risographed. Um, I think that was like the first thing I made on my risograph too. Oh wow. yeah. So I do want to ask you about the your risograph machine, but I also uh, wanted to follow up on something you said that some of the images for the scene are from found VHS tapes or those from the pawn shop or are they oh those are from the, uh from the bathhouse bath okay have, like, all their tapes oh wow yeah and, and can you tell us a little bit more about the bathhouse in general because that's that has been a site that you've come back to frequently yeah yeah i'll talk um because i think that also sort of brings in like this notion of like okay why why are you it's like all these porno in rooms with you like what's the deal um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like um this like whole bathhouse setup really like puts it together for me or like why that is not like why that um combination makes sense um so like right near my backyard like this bathhouse used to be um and i realized that's what it was because like okay they're just like tearing down this random building um and then i like went over to look and um inside of like whatever the claw machine is that tears down buildings it has a name that isn't claw machine like in it was this like mangled locker like covered in porn like gay porn taped up Whoa. all over the place and i'm like oh what is this gay place um and then i went, <laughs> and then I went in and, um there's like boxes of like porn tapes um i was like okay this is like very obviously like what is this because i had like this sign oh, that was just like arena health club like it was really trying to pretend to just be like a weird gym that no one could go into yeah. um or that i don't know it's what the idea behind like pretending to be a building that you're not because i feel like someone that wanted to go to the gym might go there and then i don't know um obviously they had it figured out but um so it's just like giant old like townhouse mansiony kind of place and then they just like built this weird like concrete barracks behind it. They were just filled with all these tiny rooms. And um, the guy that owned it also owns a lot of houses around this neighborhood. Um, and as I was like talking like to like older guys that used to go there, like this place was like full of freaky fake antiques and like pretty much all the stuff that was like left over and all these like houses that he would buy in the 60s yeah um and so it was just like full of weird fake antiques and quilts and stuff like that and he just like transferred like all of that stuff like one in its way it's like okay i'm if i'm just like a ruthless businessman i'm just gonna like use whatever but just like the fact that there's this like gay space made out of like the remnants of like this like completely different like heteronormative like 50s 60s 
like interior design culture and it's like so interesting to me um yeah that's incredible <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> insane um and i love it um, yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so i have like i'm like constantly trying to figure out like what can i do with the stuff i got there and what's interesting too is like all of these tapes um the building like had two two or three fires um and the idea that like photographic film is never like finished i don't know like the idea that's like okay here's this film like this movie is on this cassette tape but like it can like somehow it can still be activated as this like photosensitive um or something like that it can like still like receive information and like so now yeah. what it's received is like all of this like trauma um and that that like li very literally visually um affects how it um replays what it what it contains wow and when when did you first stumble across that space um probably like it was in april maybe four years ago yeah because i was getting like i don't know when it every like app loves to show you like your memories for better or worse. Like, <laughs> look what you were doing look what you were doing in 2016 on this exact day you're uh, <laughs> well this is what you want and usually it's not but that was so it was definitely like around now um yeah yeah, I mean, that's such an incredible space to kind of stumble upon and a whole history to uncover and, and to play around with. Um, but the, the heyday of, of that, of the space, the bathhouse, was the, the 60s, you said? It was the 60s, and then it closed down. Well, it burned down. It had a giant yeah. fire in 2001. Um, but I think it's like heyday was probably like 60s to 80s. Um, and then I think that it was losing popularity really fast. And then a lot of that too is just like, oh, we're not so closeted anymore. We don't have to go to this like freaky location. Yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> um, I just can't imagine this place being very uh, like pleasant. No one ever said it was like, I've never heard anyone being like, oh, it was so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> like it had steam rooms and an indoor pool which is yeah bonkers but i feel like someone would say like oh it was great i loved swimming <laughs> like no one, <laughs> no one had in there like oh if anything i have the like i put up like a bunch of craigslist ads like a long time ago when you were still allowed to do that it was just like getting all these like dads to email me and they're like yeah to give me like the info and like tell me literally anything because um, something I wanted to do was like have them like come to my studio and draw out like their floor the floor plan of this place like and just like get like hundreds of different like floor plans because um, like no one like they're like oh this place was like five stories tall there was like this apartment on the roof and this greenhouse like house yeah. thing and then, and then other people are like oh it's a fucking dump uh, <laughs> sorry for being using these sailor words um no no this is an adult language okay. podcast I didn't it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we check the explicit blocks yeah. whenever we publish i don't want to get anyone in trouble um but yeah so it's just like i wanted to sort of see like how you move like how just like you move through the space and you have like a completely different idea of what it is just because of how you use it would be completely different for you. You wouldn't know that there was this, 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 or this kind of situation or space going on if you didn't um, have that relationship to it. Yeah. Um, and through like doing the research on the space and creating these Craigslist ads, were you able to work with any of the people that you met either like through photography or in these other zines, like did that also spur uh, collaborative work? Uh, not yet. I was going to meet yeah. with someone a few years ago, but they also died. Um, mm. But also like this was a place like, if you um, just age wise, like everyone I was meeting was very old. Um, yeah. 
I might do something with a lot of the emails that I have, because um, a lot of people wanted to be anonymous. There was still like a lot of um, like not shame necessarily, but it was like we don't we don't talk about going there, um, yeah. which is also fair, I guess, since it's like a very intimate space. Um, so I don't know how much of it is just like okay, that's like truly just like private information and how much of it is just like time based of like oh it's from the, that time like sort of like gay baby boomer mind um like what is that like um so i might eventually do something with that i have no idea that's like the bigger i feel like i want to be yeah. a grant or something like something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right now I'm just sort of like dealing with the like physical objects I have. Um and not really sure yet how to um jump out there into the like idea that there's like thousands of people that have very specific relationships to this information too. Yeah. No, it's such a rich space to be exploring. Um, so I bring it back to like some of the objects you are working with now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this, the research machine that you're working with? Uh, and part of it is like Jennifer and I both work with uh, research at Mason. Um, but yours, I think is maybe the oldest machine that I've seen. Like one, it's, I looked it up. I think it's like the second moth. <laughs> um ever <laughs> something <laughs> and the only reason that i like learned that it was second i was like oh i bet this is like the oldest one and someone had to do some like well actually stuff to me and i'm like okay fine yeah i'll read your article <laughs> um i'm just trying to live my life pretending that i have the oldest risograph on earth um <laughs> <laughs> It is very sleepy right now. I have not played around with it. I probably will soon. It was like having a jamming situation. Um, oh. So I have been like, I think the last time I used it, I was making like prints um, more so than zines because it was just like where things would line up and wouldn't line up and it would like two sheets would come out and then like 10 would jam and then two more would come out. And I'm like, I'm just going to make tiny little additions of like eight with you uh right now since you're messing with me um but i've got it for ten dollars <laughs> from the thrift store so i'm like i have already gotten like so much like just like free printing from it um so. and is this the thrift store that you would hang out at and eat chips no this is, this is the <laughs> one you don't want to eat chips in it's like the <laughs> it's like, it is the goodwill outlet which is like a, a true situation if you have one near you and we're allowed to do go to things again um it's like definitely something to go to every goodwill like if it keeps all their stuff for a week and then if it doesn't sell in a week they send it to the outlet and the outlet is just these like troughs on wheels full of just objects like whatever they pour in they just pour Whoa. stuff in and then you just like dig through it and lots of people like have online businesses and stuff and they just like go there like for 10 hours because they roll all of these bins all around like every 20 minutes they just bring out new ones <laughs> so it's like a completely new wow. store um and it'll be like a trough thing with like a coffee maker, 500 like LPs, uh, win a coat, <laughs> a bunch of broken glass. <laughs> but they just had like, um, and they also want everything to go. So everything's super cheap. So you can get like a $10 couch. Like they don't like really like the, it's like fast, fast, fast. Like, so they don't sit yeah, there yeah. and they're like, hmm, this is a leather couch. Make it $80. Um, so they're just like, oh, this is a giant old printer. Um, $10, get this. <laughs> um, yes, that's my... I'll try again. I'm going to try again soon to <laughs> make something happen. But Yeah, no, I, I have faith in you. I have faith in the machine. 
I don't have faith in ours. Yeah. Yours is probably new. I don't know. Ours is definitely newer, but it it came with uh, Windows 2000. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) to give you an idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Since like you wish it was older, like at least you wouldn't have this like horrible middleman to like. Yeah, so it's it's a good uh, like learning model. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, but before we let you go, because it is evening, and I'm sure you have a, a dinner waiting you. Well, I might need a um, snack. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but where can people get uh, both purchase some of your work and also uh, see more of what you're up to? Um, I do have a website. I don't really update it very much. Um. But that's just like stevengavinsky.com. Calm. Um, I like putting <laughs> things up on Instagram. Um, so that's just at A P A R A T F O T O, Apparat Photo, um, which is just like camera machine in lots of different Slavic languages. And uh, <laughs> I do have a big cartel, um, but it only lets you put like five things up. But I don't, I really like, refuse to pay to let them like to have more things up like I'm not paying money to make money you know that's the like yeah the phrase um but that's just like <laughs> Steven Grabinski dot big cartel um so that's where you can see that I have things that printed matter that no one's allowed to leave the house so you can't, yeah. you can't look <laughs> well when we post these we'll definitely put links up that big yeah. Well, again, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. It was really great to hear from you. I'm glad that you're you're doing well at home. Yeah, hopefully you are too. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm doing well. This has been, you know, uh, I'm also working through a stack of material that I've had lying around the house. So it's like throwing it away, but you're not. Like this yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a much slower thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much. This was this was great. Yeah, I'm glad this all went out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks, everyone.